Hello, Phil Grames and Travelers on a Funny Path of Life. Well, here we are. Monday, Monday. Can't touch that day. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. gavel of justice went down on the altar of the court system. So, last night, in bed, it actually, strangely enough, became clear <laughs> after this interesting roller coaster of emotions and thoughts, it became clear what I was going to do. if you had guessed, you know, well, to cut the suspense short, basically, the, the initial was the right one, so I'll be, when I leave here next Monday, I'll be living here for now, stuffing my pack, and then uh, hitting the road. It was interesting, in a way it was, I got emotional, no question, I'm such a freaking emotional sissy when it comes to, it's interesting, you know, when it comes to me, I know that I am not always the best advocate to, come on Loli, Loli, okay, you don't want your freedom, no quieres tu libertad, here we go. Oh, okay, enjoy. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, so it was morning. And again, it had been, you know, kind of definitely smoother since the arrival already, which makes sense. <laughs> I understand how a woman touch can soften the edge of uh, a man's knife. And it was like, well, you know, I need to, I need to talk to you privately. So anyway, it took a while, I don't know, two, three hours from when I talked to him. And then uh, I was uh, starting to sand and file the the burn part of the trunk of wood. He came and asked. And I basically, you know, said, and I was emotional, you know. It was interesting. I, yeah, I wasn't that, I guess, articulate enough, but uh, definitely vulnerable. Yeah, vulnerable would be the right word. I was vulnerable. But it made sense. Last night I couldn't quite explain, but it was just clear. It stood, that train stood still and it was like, oh yeah, this is what I'm doing. You know, definitely a part of me saw my investment into comfort, you know, the security, having that place and all the amenities and having a life that makes sense and being like, this is it. And there's nothing wrong with it, you know. This is far from me, you know, the thought that there's something wrong with having a house and, you know, family and all of those things, you know. There's no right, there's no wrong anyway. The question is, you know, what stories do you tell yourself to do that, to keep doing that? 
you know that's something that you really want or that's something that you feel you have to want or you should or that's just the way it is you don't have a choice and if that's the case then we are going to diverge a lot my friend because i uh, when i became aware that there was a part of me that was like oh you know maybe a little afraid of once more you know getting off a boat and going on on the ocean and where am i going to drift this time Sure, it's more than likely as I get older, not going to be easier. But I think this is a price for my authenticity. For me, you know, designing does it even make sense? Or dreaming? Dreaming makes more sense. Dreaming my life. I'm not sure if I've mentioned it, you know, but uh, in a way, when I look at my life, retrospectively and in my childhood in particular I am very mindful and cognizant of on one level how useless it was what a burden my, my childhood was and what a victim I was and I completely embodied it and I find a way to function within that victimhood find a role, you know, find something that was like, yeah, I think I can, I can go with that. <clears throat> and of course I've come, I've made my peace with it. You know, I don't, uh, I don't feel bad about it. I don't understand it. You know, there was a lot, lot of painful moments, but I don't believe in accidents. So, so I have that Call it a figurative bag of bricks, you know, because I'm 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 carrying it, you know. So the the rippling effect, you know, of of those well anchored moments that happen time and time again, you know, with this interesting dysfunctional family within which I grew up, that somehow somehow believe that's the best family I could have had. Don't ask me why. But that's kind of where I'm at, accepting everything. And so when I left home, you know, of course, cooking for me, again, this is where, this is not where it started, but where it really made its mark, where it really started tracking. I mean, at 16, you know, I became my apprenticeship and I was separating myself from the house. I was having... A life outside of it. I was going to experience a world and myself differently. So it's quite powerful, you know, that bond. One of the bonds seems that I have quite a few with food. And so uh, I think having the childhood that I had made me such a stubborn case for if it's not acceptable, it's not acceptable to not compromise, to have gone from kind of like basically having no will, having no say. I don't remember who I was when I was young. Who was Anthony by then, i.e. Philip? I, have, I couldn't tell you. And... Uh, 
my early adulthood, I think there was a mix of things. You know, there was a, the romantic angle, you know, my, my attraction to, to women and, you know, uh, going over the top, being so vulnerable, being so emotional, so emotionally charged when it came to women. There was so much emphasis. And so, so, so much was depending on them, you know. And, uh, and then, you know, going job to job, getting bored or just, no, 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 not good enough, whatever it is. And that relationship with work, you know, because when I, you know, was with Glenda for almost 22 years, so I had a, a stable <laughs> a relationship, you know, a lifestyle. You know, I had a home and the whole nine yard, you know, I didn't have a picket fence. You know, I didn't, actually, after a while, I didn't even carry keys. I didn't lock the door. Uh, I don't know why I have a thing with it. It's a pet peeve of mine, it seems to be. I don't like locking things. I'll do it, don't get me wrong. But we lived in Kerrville, Texas, small town, 21,000 people. So, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty chill. Not like San Antonio, 60 miles away. I don't think I will have left the door open. But it's nice to have the luxury of actually not closing. So many people don't do that either. And so with work, even though I had that, you know, that relationship, that civil relationship, and I was crazy about Glenda, and we had this life, and it was reciprocal, and we married, and we lived together, and, you know, and she was very supportive, you know. It didn't matter what I was doing, you know. She wanted me to be happy. But a part of me that kept being like, no, and eventually sabotaging one way or the other, you know, because you can blame one or two incidents, but, you know, when you have it repeating itself ad nauseum, after a while it's like, well, <laughs> I guess you could technically keep blaming everybody else, but... Uh, I knew it was me, but I didn't know more. It's like I don't understand what that was, and uh, <clears throat> that that intolerance, that almost allergic reaction, when the line gets crossed and being like, "Oh, I can't anymore," and in a way, it's a little bit, you know, kind of what happened. You know, once once Edu had uttered those words, you know, those became a life of its own. And uh, and I don't look at Edu as, you know, it's not like good and bad, because I would imply if he'd done something different, I wouldn't feel that when I would stay, and somehow that would be better. That makes no sense to me anymore. But there was a dance, and it was part of it, and he affected me. You know, not not as powerful as with Pillar. Uh, you know that. Uh, I think it was a Friday, if I'm not mistaken. A Friday evening, a Friday evening at Conil de la Frontera. Such a powerful, cathartic moment. So, but yeah, in the end, it had nothing to do with Pillar anyway. So you know, I definitely I'm learning more and more to not take those things personally because then you're diluting the, the value of it. There is something, you know, it caught your attention. It didn't caught just your attention, your energy, your focus. You just became completely like 
Phew, you zoomed in on it. You were a ninja. And and it seems to be some of it seems to be skin deep. Okay. Um, meaning I seem to be quite sensitive and from a bystander standpoint you could say you know relatively uh, you could almost call it overreacting because most people don't make anywhere what I make out of it <clears throat> and I think that's a part to me that's the most interesting the rest is small purchase of grace for the meal, but uh, the idea of how that line gets crossed and how I react to that. And I and again, I'm I, I don't have a clear answer. It's going to be something interesting. Uh, I feel yeah, I feel very good. I feel very clear about where I am. You know. That, you know, whatever, whatever the cost is going to be, it's fine. You know, whether it costs me most of what I have left of my money or doesn't matter. Uh, it makes sense. I'm, I'm, I'm clear enough. I have held that ball of fire after what I was like, no, I'm done. I don't want to do that anymore. And I'm like, okay, then we don't do that anymore. That's fine. Life doesn't have to be one thing. Part of me was thinking maybe I was, you know, getting too anchored in one place. But I don't think that's it either. You know. I think when it clicks, it clicks. And it's not just with another woman. It's, you know, with a community or whatever it is. Whatever it is, you know, for those relationships. And, <clears throat> and so far, going on 50. Uh, there is no sign of it slowing down, that expectation. You know, though the world talks about, you know, the art of compromise, so most people do it and very nicely. And it, it seems to be definitely on a superficy. Uh, it's a superficy? I think it's superficy. Uh, superficy, superficy. Shit, I don't think that's English. On the superficy? On a on the shallow end. Oh my goodness! I'm losing my English. Uh, it, it, it's functional. It makes sense, you know, give and take. And you know, with Glenda, there was definitely a lot of that happening. Uh, toward the endless, I have to say, because I cared less. It was like I wasn't investing in it anymore. So I'm saying, you know, I want more. This is not enough. It was interesting to see, uh, it was interesting too. Uh, it was reaction. It was very, very candid, very nice, you know. Um, yeah, it was a little surprising. I mean, and of course, E2, you know remained affected by uh, by that exchange we have 
I didn't go into the detail, but uh, it didn't matter. There's a whole, uh, what I call a misunderstanding. I don't know what he calls it. Probably still I would call it uh, with sense of betrayal on his end. And that's okay. That's his story. That's his dance. I respect it. We're just not going to tangle on this one. And like I said, I really want to, I, I, don't, I don't want to argue anymore. So, what became clear last night, it was like, yeah, let's open up again. Let's open ourselves up again, you know, on material plane. So, I'm, I'm moving from that sedentary, you know, position. Oh, it's only been four months. Hold on. Uh, yeah, 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 just be four months. To, uh, to, to back to nomadic. So, it's interesting. What an interesting life, you know. And I don't feel bad, I'm actually. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, I'm hopeful, I'm curious, you know, to see what, uh, what awaits, you know, as I go back on the road. Um, and uh, of course, you know, if you do, you know, let me know that if I wanted to come back, and, you know, Intro told me, you know, this is your home. So I know I could, uh, I could come back here. It'd be interesting. You know, I have no idea about that. I will not know actually until I live, and it'll take us in terms of our ashes. You know, the only thing remaining in my memory, or does this place? Could this place become one of uh, my many houses? One of my many bases. I don't know. I don't know. But for now, I'm looking forward to solitude. Really am. I, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> if everything goes well, you know, nothing changes on, on Pilar's side, I will, uh, to Barcelona, I'll be heading to. Yeah, back to Andalusia. I'll be there. Back to Andalusia. Back to life. Back to reality. I'm also curious to see what's going on. Luna, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, going the wrong way? Um, yeah, I'd be, I'm also curious to see what it's going to be like to see Pilar. I'm going to get to see her because she doesn't leave for England until March. So, 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 so. Hmm. I have uh, been watching French movies. I've watched, uh, and I finished another one, uh, but with Thierry Lermite, The New Life of uh, Paul. Uh, oh, I forgot his kind of weird name. The guy's in Canada. It's kind of a, well, actually, in a way, it's not a sad film. Even though the guy, they had an elevator crash, and his daughter that was with him, his estranged daughter, uh, died. And so he had his new wife with two boys, in his second marriage. And the guy is just looks at you, you know, like possibly could be in shock, and 
and his whole life changes. And he leaves everything. The end is, well, you say, okay. But, uh, kind of freedom, I guess. Good call, the, the last scene of the movie. A lot of those movies, you know, like Jean-Pierre Macri play a disgruntled kind of person, you know. The guy who basically says the truth that is unpalatable for most That's not politically correct. You know, but yeah, the unpolitically correct, uh, honest guy is basically a jerk, in a way. I don't quite see that way. I mean, I mean, not like the person, but definitely if a person is just being honest instead of trying to be a pain in the ass, then, you know, good for him, you know, that he's holding on to his guns and he's being honest because it's a, it's a value. And he says it like he feels it, like he sees it. So, you know, I haven't been able to get back into the whole Hollywood, uh, yeah, they speak so much about the fucking superhero, all those movies, I'm just, uh, I'm moving away from that. Kind of enjoying more quieter plot. Well, and I'm actually I'm enjoying uh, the good plot, so I'll be doing that next year. Anyway. So in my, uh, my morning are really interesting lately, you know, because of waking up so early and it's cold, so not going outside, being inside. The energy being more like a hibernating kind of energy, you know, by myself, you know, taking a nap and really feeling like I was kind of like in, in a cocoon, an invisible cocoon. And uh, so it feels, it's going to be interesting. It feels good. It's going to be interesting to. Uh, to make that step. <sighs> so I am, uh, I am, uh, Vincio asked me to help sending that uh, big trunk of wood that has some burned part. And I started with the sandpaper until I realized <laughs> it'll take forever. So I get a metal brush and I'm going to clean, but he wants the walls of the place to be taped so as not to, uh, uh, dirty them, which is fine. So I couldn't find a measuring tape. The garage, the tool shade, whatever you want to call it, is such a mess. Ugh. And I'll be waiting for the guys to come back uh, to work. That's why I'm working the dog now. And then I'll go to the Chinaman, yeah, Al Chino, and I'll go buy some plastic things to cover. And it will to protect. And then tomorrow I'll be back at that. And for the rest of the week, we'll see how long I spend each day, but I'll definitely uh, the sun, maybe maybe a couple of hours, we'll see. One, two, three hours with my podcast. And then, uh, uh, you know, gently glide toward the end of the week. I'm also curious about the diet that I'm playing with, because now I'm only really eating one meal a day. I mean, it's a big meal. And then I have three toasts, you know, like uh, six, seven hours later, and then that's it. Uh, and 
I'm also I'm sure that plays a little part. I'm sure that plays a little part. I'm sloppy. I am sloppy with my words. It's got to play a little part in terms of how I'm feeling, you know. Eating less. Uh, so I basically, you know, stopped oil and. Uh, I don't. Uh, I, I had that uh, like loin, that uh, smoked loin of pork, and the they actually the the my goodness, what does it call it? Uh, jamon uh, curado. I gave that most of it to the dogs. It's like, ugh, it Okay. But the lomo, a lomo, uh, which is a, a tenderloin, that was very nice. And I'm sorry, I'm kind of going all over the place now. But uh, I'm enjoying actually the the eating less, and it hasn't been hard, you know. I also have those fucking gummy bears, so. <laughs> but now I'm kind of, uh, I brush my teeth around, you know. Uh, between six and seven, and then I'm done. No drinking, nothing. For actually about twelve hours for the drinking, and then, uh, and then four as well. I guess. Yeah, it's not actually that long of a fast, but you you could call it an intermittent fast. So it'd be interesting when I am, also when I am in uh, in family now. Because it'll just be what I have. Anyhow. So, is it cloudless, my friends? It looks like a little mug, smug in a distance. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, again, you know, it feels a little warmer though, right now, but it's, you know, beautiful, sunny, barely, barely a breeze. But uh, yeah, just. Wonderful, wonderful. Hmm. Anything else on my mind? Anything else? Oh, I think that's enough. Just, uh, yeah, just curious. Just curious to see what's going to happen. <laughs> Let's see where that move takes me. Anywho. All right, friends. Have a beautiful day. Love. Peace. And maybe later. Little addendum. Let's see where it goes. Interesting. When I'm done recording, sometimes I have uh, ideas which have been lingering with me, but they don't pop up while I'm recording or while I'm trying to garner my thoughts. Maybe you should give a little more silence, eh? quiet time to maybe give a chance for those seeds to sprout. But anywho, I don't know if I have brought that up, but I have definitely uh, contemplated the possibility that, you know, I could be going through what's called a depression, you know. Uh, I'm sure, you know, I've had... uh, bouts with it possibly i've just never been you know depressed i mean even now you know i'm getting up early i'm doing my two hours of yoga meditation so it's like i am not uh, from what i understand about clinical depression you know 
I don't quite see the sign in symptoms adding up. But that being said, you know, I don't disregard the possibility. I, I don't, yeah, I don't, disc sorry, I don't discard the possibility. Definitely have been a change of energy. So, you know, I'm, I'm not like not thinking about what's happening around me. I mean, I've enjoyed this place, you know, it's, uh, and a part of me can't help but wonder, am I sabotaging it, you know? Am I basically perpetuating that kind of uh, self-imposed curse, you know? And it is a possibility, of course. It, I have no idea, you know? I have no answers. <laughs> uh, seem to have, uh, or more than likely, the, the same old question, you know, kind of come back. I don't have answers. I don't have solution. And I'm actually not even that interested. Another thing that could make me think, I don't care. It's like, you know, my life is... Ah, oh, you are Well, you're going to have to move, girl. <laughs> I'm with you. Lord, uh, like when the leash of another dog gets around her. So, you know, it is a possibility. And if it is, you know what? Then I will be. And I will try to, to do a good job at being depressed. You know, that's what it is. Just listening to this podcast talking about this guy had an encounter with this woman and she was telling him, you know, you chose your parents you know, to, to learn, you know, something of value in this life. And it was the best vehicle to learn that. And which is very, very close to when, you know, I've reincarnation about what Ramdas talks about. Definitely, very, very, almost identical. That it's not an accident. And I think I am mindful that, yes, I'm a, I'm a little tired, you know. Kind of like that gold digger, you know. <laughs> On that level, there's still no gold, you know. There's nothing that has withstood the test of time. Everything crashes and burns in my life. And it doesn't matter in the end, you know. What the actual reason are, I'm just talking about oh Hey, you get here. Okay, okay, get here, get here. Somebody's uh, having their dog getting a workout. And German Shepherd was a uh, not happy to see us, but he's uh, running along that uh, Honda Civic. <laughs> Interesting. Getting a workout. Okay, guys, we're good to go. So, I don't have, you know, and again, I'm not, I'm not sorry. I am... Uh, I'm very, in a way, I'm very excited. I'm very, uh, I'm open, I'm curious. I'm like, let's see what happens. So, you know, uh, but on a, 
on the material plane, you know. I mean, in the next decade or so, a lot of people start to sit on the laurels. It's like, okay, I've done, and then uh, this is who I am, this is where I live, this is my life. And I have, I have none of that. So for sure, part of me is kind of lingering, you know, for for that place. I don't know if it's biological or whatever you call it, you know, nature, nurture. I don't know, but it doesn't matter. Because it's something that got my attention. But now, you know, I'm in this place, and I think COVID has definitely played a part to where Yeah, I don't care, you know, either way, whether I stay, whether I go, it's like, hmm. So, sure, it is a possibility that I could be depressed, but then, you know, an, an interesting discussion could then take place, it's like, but then what does that mean, what is, you know, what is it to be depressed? And in the big scheme of things, you know, what does it mean, you know? It's something to be getting rid of. I don't know. You know, some individual, I guess, would make the choice, you know? But for me, the way that I choose to, I guess, to approach whatever that hand is, it is what it is. And I'm just, uh, let's see how, how I can juggle that uh, set of balls. And then that's it. No... Uh, Nothing else. There, there is nothing else relevant. It is a little challenging because I get kind of a natural high, you know, being involved doing things. It feels good, you know. And uh, I'm obviously being less active. Actually, even it was like saying, you know, it's like, you don't have to do anything. And uh, it's like, but I like to be useful. And when I see a lot of things going on, you know. I feel like a bum, you know, if I'm not doing something in there. So there's definitely guilt and shame, I think, on a lot of my uh, guilt-tripping habits. Guilt and, guilt and shame go together. So, and you know, when I, when I go down there, there won't be much going on either, you know. I'm sure I'll, I'll implement the... We'll see, more like a two to four to six hour day walk uh, at will and, you know, one way of getting ready for for the spring. But, you know, it's also something that I enjoy walking. Also, listening to that podcast, a guy talking about mountain bike riding, and he broke his ankle. He broke his fibula. And I'm like, yeah, mountain bike riding is dangerous. <laughs> Most sports are dangerous in that aspect. And for me, it is a relevant statement because, well, besides skiing, skiing is the only one thing that did not deter me from skiing. I actually stopped for, for other reasons. I loved, I loved skiing back in the States. I don't care if I ever put skis on again, but I know I would enjoy it. Uh, it would be enjoyable experience but anyhow so yeah that kind of kept up, popped up 
shortly after I finished my initial recording about depression. But, you know, I, I have, uh, yeah, I have no certainty. I have no, I have no clues, you know. I just kind of know, well, that's, that's kind of what I'm going to be doing here next. And then we'll see from there. And also be thinking about the Chiperoneta La Plancha <laughs> in Barcelona. That should be uh, definitely attainable. But I'm not even sure if I'll be doing that. I'll have uh, I should have three good-sized good jar of lentils to, and I'm sure some rice, to hold me uh, for that day of traveling. And then I'll have a kitchen where I'm staying, so I'll be able to cook some stuff. So I'm more than a kid will be doing some stuff for that. But maybe we'll treat myself to chipirones a la plancha. Okay, another guy. Okay guys, 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 let's go out of the way. Let's get let's let this car go. Huh? Vamos a esperar aquí. Aquí al rincón. Of course. And he is uh <laughs> okay. It's actually way too early. <laughs> I was trying to avoid it. Very nice, put his blinker to let me know. We are on a dirt road. This is actually the camino. Anywho, but yeah, my energy level is low. So I'll be going to measure that wall to protect it as per. Uh, instruction and then tomorrow I will uh, I will start uh, cleaning some of the truck and uh, I guess my official countdown I'm a countdown kind of person I have to say when I get to a place where change is coming uh, I get pretty psyched and uh, yeah I am I mean I have been you know for about a week, I've been toying with the idea, so, you know, uh, with Urban, it was one day, I was coming the next day, so it's a long time, it's a long time for me to be in that kind of limbo, now the hammer went down today, so it became clear and definite, and, uh, anyhow, I guess I just, uh, I just gonna have to let uh, Peter know when I'll be heading down south, and then we'll go from there. Let's see where life will take me. Let's see where this interesting, silly life of mine. You know that. I'm not done. I guess here is kind of a counterpoint here. See, I'm not done. I'm still, I'm still hungry. I still expect more. I'm still curious. Uh, I guess I must still believe in the adventure somehow. Uh, and yet to see what's gonna pop up, you know? I'm curious. So I'm here, you know, moving forward. And then let's see where life takes me. All right, friend, this is it this time. <laughs> Until we meet again.